Let's talk. <laughs> We've been in a series that we're calling Let's Talk. And so um, we're like, this week is part seven of Let's Talk. And we got a couple more weeks, but I have to tell you guys, today's talk, wow. Not because I put it together, not because um, I'm doing it, but I just want to tell you guys, this talk today, it's, it's what I consider, if it's not this one, it'll be anywhere in the next two. So this one, the next one, or the one after. So the next three, I don't know if you count this one, the third one, but today's, t- next Sunday's, and the Sunday after, I really believe these messages are, I, I want to encourage you, do whatever you can to be here, because I think today might be a talk for you that I call an anchor message, and what I mean by anchor message, so I've, I've been following Jesus for a little over three decades, and there's like three or four messages that I can go back to that I can't shake that they've just been a part of my life for years and years and years, and I can go back to that message, and that message still does something to me. That truth really does something to me. And I just want to say today, I don't say this very often. You guys know that. I don't say this very often. I'm not trying to hype up the message or anything, but I just was in prayer this week, and I really believe um, it really has nothing to do with me. It just has to do with the message. Um, And I just believe this message today could be one of those anchor messages. If not, it might be next week's or if not, the week after. But I just think in these next, this week, I don't know if you call them three, but three weeks, it could be a a really uh, anchor message for you. Um, I I just think it's going to be really special. So if you have your Bibles, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. So Jeremiah 33, 3. Those of you who have the hardcover Bible, have you found it already? Let's read it together. Would you like to read it with me, Dural Vineyard family? On the count of three, one, two, three, it says, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Okay, so let's look at those first three words right there. Call to me. Call to me. As I was looking at this verse, I I stopped, right? I mean, I've been looking at this verse, you guys, since this whole series, this has been like our, our anchor verse, if you want to go there again, um, that we've been th- going through throughout this series, going back to it, going back to it, going back to it. So call to me. So what is God saying here? He's saying, listen, I want to talk to you. I'm inviting you into a conversation with me. I want, I want to talk with you today. But, but sometimes we, we wonder, we get a little intimidated, like, I don't know what to say to him. What, what do I say? He says, call to me. Okay, I'll call you, but I'm not really sure what to say. Listen, what do you say? The answer is, not much. I mean, you can go on and on and on if you want to, but you don't have to say a lot. And so today I want to talk about a prayer that I say very often. And it's a prayer, I have these, <laughs> I have these one-word prayers I'm going to tell you about, and then I have these two-word prayers that I, tell very, that, I, that, I, that I say to God. And today I'm going to share with you a two-word prayer. Two-word prayer. It's actually the title of our talk today. And so the two-word prayer is look deep. And this is what David prayed. He prayed this. He, he said, and would you all read it with me again? Read it aloud with me. You ready? This next verse, Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. It says, ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Look deep into my heart, God, and find out everything I am thinking. Do not let me follow evil ways, but lead me in the way that time has proven true. 
So in order to digest this, this, this verse, what I want to do is I want to break this prayer, look deep, into four subparts. We're going to look at these four subparts, and I believe it's going to equip us to make this prayer a regular part of our prayers whenever we pray, all right? So the first thing that David opens up this prayer, he says, number one, he says, look deep into my heart. So if you're taking notes, that's number one. This number one prayer, point number one to prayer of look deep, it's look deep into my heart, all right? And for some of us, we may look into our hearts and we say, wow, um, you want me to ask God to look deep into my heart? I mean, doesn't he know my heart already? Why should I ask him to look deep into my heart? I mean, doesn't he, doesn't he, uh, he already knows what's on my heart. And, and besides, I've got a good heart, right? I, I've got a good heart. You've got a good heart. We got a good heart, Right? Say yes or no? Actually, what we need to understand is that without Christ, we do not have a good heart. I know it's a very common saying, well, she's got a good heart. Actually, she's got a wicked heart. And if we want to be completely accurate, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, it says this, the human heart is what? Let's all say it aloud. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. And what is it? It is desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? We need to understand that without Christ, our heart is not a good heart. That we deceive others. We deceive ourselves. In fact, we are all liars. I came to tell you this morning that we are all liars. How many of you are liars? Raise your hands. Oh, okay. And anybody who's not raising their hand, just look at them and say, liar, 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 because you're lying, all right? Everybody should have their hands up, all right? We lie, we do, we lie. And I believe the most common lie that we tell more often than any other lie is the lie we tell ourselves. We lie to ourselves. The most common lie that most of us tell is to ourselves. The heart is deceitful. And we deceive, our, we deceive ourselves. We don't even know how bad we really are. We lie to ourselves like, well, I don't need a lot. I just, I, I'm a really simple person. I don't really need that much. Excuse me, I, I don't really need that much. I, I'm only going to have one drink, one drink. But the truth is, I'm only going to have one too many drinks. That's the truth, right? I, I, I'm not full of pride. I'm not full of pride. But the truth is, I can't help it if I'm better than everybody else, right? I can't help it. I'm, I'm not full of pride. I don't lust. I don't lust. I don't lust at all. I just appreciate a nice, fine physique. I, I, I'm not materialistic. I, I just need nice things. I don't gossip, right? I, I never gossip. I'm just telling people so they can pray for all these people who are doing bad things, right? The heart is deceitful above all things, and so when we pray a prayer like this, look deep. God is going to show us things in our hearts that are not pure. Not to be cruel, but to bring us into a deeper intimacy with him as his Holy Spirit transforms us to be conformed into the image of Christ. It's a prayer that we need to understand, but it's one that can make us so much closer to God when we do. So point number one is to look deep into our hearts. Point number two, if you're taking notes, David prayed, look deep into my heart, and then he prays essentially, find all my thoughts. That's number two, find all my thoughts. Let's read it together, you guys. You ready? Look deep into my heart. I can't hear you. 
look deep into my heart, God, and find out everything I am thinking. Now, this can get a little bit uncomfortable, all right? I mean, these are the thoughts that we are proud of, and we would love for God to look into our hearts and find everything we're thinking, and this includes the other thoughts that are in our hearts that we don't want anyone to know what we're thinking. And sometimes we just think, well, everybody has these thoughts, right? Everybody has these thoughts that are going on, the ones that are not so nice, the naughty, the naughty thoughts, right? But, but so they all have it, so everyone has them. And, and so I have to tell you that in my own time of praying, when I pray this, God, look deep into my heart and find out everything I'm thinking. The thoughts that I'm really glad I'm thinking, God, I, I want you to know them, and the thoughts that I'm not so proud of, I want you to know them as well. And, and one of the thoughts that I think a lot that I'm not so proud of is this thought about fear. I have this unhealthy fear of failure in everything I do. I I have these thoughts that bombard me, and, and I wonder how many of us today are driven by this fear, afraid of what someone might say, afraid of, of losing our job, afraid of not getting married by such and such age, afraid of being stuck in the marriage that we're in and not getting any better, afraid of the future, afraid of the unknown, afraid of, the, uh, of failing like me. Some people are afraid of succeeding, afraid of loss. What if I lose somebody? What if I lose something that I value so dearly? And so why does this matter? Why, why does this matter? Why would, why would we say to God, find out everything that I'm thinking? Why would we say that to God? I believe it is important to ask that of God because when we do, if we're taking notes, you, you may want to write this down, because what we fear the most reveals what we trust God the least. What we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. Think about that that what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. If I'm, if I'm scared to death that my marriage isn't going to work, well, I'm not trusting God with my marriage. If I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to pay the bills, I'm not trusting God to be my provider. If I'm, if I'm afraid that, that i gotta keep, I, I got to keep my children safe, then I'm not trusting God, my children, to God. What, what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. So for me, the fear of failure, and so what am I doing to battle this fear? I love that song we were singing, to fight our battles. I'm doing the same thing Jesus did. I'm quoting scripture to renew my mind. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And I just want to dare all of us here. As a matter of fact, I want to double dog dare everyone here to pray this prayer. Look deep into my heart. God and find out everything that I'm thinking. Why does what we fear matter? What we fear matters the most. It it reveals where we trust God the least. And suddenly we recognize in this one area, I'm not really trusting God. And suddenly as we start to do what I did, we get down to the root of it and then God's word can speak to the root of the problem. And then it can become an anchor moment when suddenly we say, excuse me, and suddenly we say no, I will take this step of faith or I will do what God is calling me to do. These two words can can become life-altering prayer. Look deep. When we pray this, God will reveal things to us about ourselves that we may not have been willing to acknowledge for years and years and years because the most common lie we tell is often to ourselves. That's an issue for me. 
I've got this. I'm fine. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm fine. I'm, I'm whatever. Look deep into my heart, God, and find out everything that I'm thinking. That's number two. Number three, if you're taking notes, this is where it gets even a little more difficult. And it says, expose the wrong in me. Expose the wrong in me, God. This is what David prays, and I love the courage it takes to pray this prayer. He prays, God, look deep. Don't let me follow evil ways. Show me, God, anything about my life that is inconsistent with your truth. God, show me anything that I'm doing that's displeasing you. See if there's any offensive way in me, because I don't know if we've all noticed, but it's really difficult to see our sins in the mirror. It's really difficult to see them. It's so easy to find somebody else's sin, right? We notice everybody else's sin, but ours, we say things like, can you believe the way she walks? Like she's all this hot stuff and everything. But we all know she's not, she's a piece of work. She's, she's not anything but that. Or that guy comes in here thinking, saying all these things, but really he ain't a man of his word. I know he's not a promise keeper, you know? See how it's easy it is to pick out everyone else's faults and sins? And we tend to, act, to accuse others. And what do we do with ourselves? Excuse ourselves. We accuse others and we excuse ourselves. I just got to do it. it. That's just the way I am. This is how I get through it. This is how I cope. It's not that big a deal. It's none of anybody's business. Don't judge me unless you want to be judged. We say things like that. It's so easy to see everybody else's sins but not our own. Can somebody say yes? Got a crazy example of this. So, uh, the last time I spoke, which was a couple weeks ago, last week we had a special speaker, the week before that was me, and, and, and it's, it's a crazy story, but it's completely true, and I, I shared this with my small group uh, the week before last, and I was, I was sharing, I, I, we have a small group on Wednesday nights, in case you don't know, it's called God Is, we've been going through a bunch of questions about who God is, and it's been awesome, and so it's not too late to jump into a small group, Marie mentioned it earlier, but we would love for you guys to jump in, get information on the wall there as you walk out, on your left-hand side as you walk out, there's some great information, you can still jump in, we got men's groups, women's groups, everybody groups, you know, we got them all. So, so young people groups, we got them all. So, so I remember I was up here a couple weeks ago and I was talking, I was teaching on the Lord's Prayer. And as I was teaching on it, I came to the end of the message right there at the end of Jesus' prayer. I was almost done and I talked about where Jesus says, and deliver us from evil. And I was up here and I was telling everybody how all you have to do is, you know, today, this week, you're gonna go home and you're gonna be tempted to yell at your kids. And all you have to do is pray this prayer, God, deliver us from evil, and God will deliver you. Well, I have to tell you, God put that to the test for me on Sunday after I spoke that. And I went home, and I had an opportunity to pray that prayer, God, deliver me from evil, don't let me yell at my kids. And I have to tell you all, I failed miserably. I yelled at them and continued to yell at them. And it was, felt really good to yell at them, but it was really bad to yell at them. I would love to say that that happened years ago, but that happened just a couple Sundays ago. And, and I, it's funny because I, I, I got done eight hours after I said that in front of all of you. There am I with the invitation for the test, and I failed. And I felt the conviction as soon as I got done yelling at them. Uh, and I felt like 
all the, the words that I tell them, you're such a hypocrite. You just got up there and told everybody what you yourself can't even do. You know, and my pride in my heart had been telling myself for such a long I'm so glad I don't yell at my kids, and there am I yelling at my kids. And let me just say that, that the Bible teaches us that the heart is deceitful above all things, that the most common lies are the ones that we tell ourselves. That's why it takes tremendous courage to say that to God. Look deep. Look deep into my heart, God, and find out everything that I'm thinking. And don't let me follow evil ways. And this can be one of the most game-changing prayers we ever pray. When we give God permission to point out any sin that's dwelling within our hearts. That's point number three. Number four, then David at the very end, what did he pray? He prays number four, show me. This is the prayer in my own words. I said it like this, God, after you show me what I don't like about myself and you show me what needs to to be changed now, would you show me the way? Would you show me your right way? Verse 24, he says this, don't let me follow evil ways, but lead me in the way that time has proven true. And when we have the courage to pray these, these simple two words, look deep, to look deep into the depths of our, of our hearts, we're saying to God, God, you have permission. You have permission because my heart is deceitful, so why don't you show me, God? Find out everything that I'm thinking. Don't let me follow evil ways, but lead me in the way that time has proven true. Show me the very places that I fear the most because that shows me where I trust you the least. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not pointing a finger at anybody, God. I'm telling you, reveal to me what I need to hear. See, in the early years, we often get the big things out of the way. When we first come to Jesus and we invite Jesus into our hearts, God shows us like these things in our lives, these, you know, they look big in our lives and all of a sudden we, we overcome these things. And the other things we think as followers of Jesus, oh, they're just little things like my anger or that I lie. They're just little white lies and we just think they're small. But see, I think to God, we might think it's chump change, but I think to God, it's a big deal. It's actually the opposite. These seemingly small things are huge to God and they're hard issues to resolve. And so if we ask him, he'll reveal them to us. And then when he shows us, what does that do? It points us to our direct need for Christ. Jesus, I need your help. Jesus, I need your power. Jesus, I need your grace. Jesus, I need your freedom. And so for me, Jesus, my identity must be completely in you because I refuse to perform for people. I I, I only, God, I, I only want to live for you. And so help me to live for an audience of one by knowing so much by knowing so much who I am in Christ that my security is in him and in him alone. And so when we pray this prayer, it will show us our need. And then we can take that need directly to Christ and we let Christ meet that need and conform us to his image. It's a dangerous prayer, you guys. It's a very dangerous prayer. But it's a prayer that can transform our lives. And so I wanna close our time together from Psalm 139, 139, and I would love for all of us to to pray this together. Let this be our prayer today. Here's our prayer. You ready? Let's say it together. Look deep into my heart, God, and find everything I am thinking. Don't let me follow evil ways, but lead me in the way that time has proven true. Would you bow your heads 
and close your eyes and continue to pray today. Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would do a work in us. And God, I thank you that there are a few people today that this will become an anchor message to them. That if they start to pray and seek you, you're gonna show them something in their life that you're gonna transform. And you're gonna lead them in a way that takes them out of the bondage and brings them into the life that you have planned for them. And God, we thank you that in this moment, Lord, you wanna reveal yourself. That the people that are gonna pray these prayers, they're gonna have the courage to ask for help. And so God, we thank you that we'll all have the courage to pray, look deep, and trust you to reveal whatever is in us that you need to change.